I'm going to do something a little bit different with this episode than I had originally intended. I was working on a response to all of the SCOTUS decisions and some of the other things that were going on. And it occurred to me that this is Independence Day week. And what better way to embrace Independence Day than to hear our Declaration of Independence read aloud. It's something that I don't think a lot of us take a lot of time to read that often. We tend to, or at least I do, tend to go hunting for the parts that we want to hear, that we like to hear, and that we know so well. But when was the last time any of us sat down and read the whole thing or heard the whole thing read to us? So that is what we are going to do in this episode of Hazardous Conversations. Trigger warning disclaimer. Hazardous Conversations pushes rhetorical boundaries for acceptable political discourse. Listening to this program could have the uncomfortable side effect of provoking deep intellectual inquiry into foundational principles of liberty. Listener discretion is advised. Okay, so let's uh, not waste any time. Let's get right into it. The Declaration of Independence. The Unanimous Declaration of the Thirteen United States of America. When in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another, and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive to these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it, and to institute new government, laying its foundation upon such principles, and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes, and accordingly all experience has shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object, evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism. It is their right, it is their duty, to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies, and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government. The history of the present king of Great Britain is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations, all having in direct object 
the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states. To prove this, let facts be submitted to a candid world. He has refused his assent to laws, the most wholesome and necessary for the public good. He has forbidden his governors to pass laws of immediate and pressing importance, unless suspended in their operation till his assent should be obtained, and when so suspended, he has utterly neglected to attend to them. He has refused to pass other laws for the accommodation of large districts of people, unless those people would relinquish the right of representation in the legislature, a right inestimable to them and formidable to tyrants only. He has called together legislative bodies at places unusual, uncomfortable, and distant from the depository of their public records, and for the sole purpose of fatiguing them into compliance with his measures. He has dissolved representative houses repeatedly for opposing with manly firmness his invasions on the rights of the people. He has refused for a long time after such dissolutions, to cause others to be elected, whereby the legislative powers, incapable of annihilation, have returned to the people at large for their exercise, the state remaining in the meantime exposed to all the dangers of invasion from without and convulsions within. He has endeavored to prevent the populace of these states, for that purpose obstructing the laws for naturalization of foreigners, refusing to pass others to encourage their migrations hither and raising the conditions of new appropriations of lands. He has obstructed the administration of justice by refusing his assent to laws for establishing judiciary powers. He has made judges dependent on his will alone for the tenure of their offices and the amount and payment of their salaries. He has erected a multitude of new offices and sent hither swarms of officers to harass our people and eat out their substance. He has kept among us in times of peace standing armies without the consent of our legislatures. He has affected to render the military independent of and superior to the civil power. He has combined with others to subject us to a jurisdiction foreign to our Constitution, and unacknowledged by our laws, giving his assent to their acts of pretended legislation, for quartering large bodies of armed troops among us, for protecting them by a mock trial from punishment for any murders which they should commit on the inhabitants of these states, for cutting off our trade with all parts of the world, for imposing taxes on us without our consent, for depriving us, in many cases, of the benefits of trial by jury, for transporting us beyond seas to be tried for pretended offenses, for abolishing the free system of English laws in a neighboring province, establishing therein an arbitrary government, and enlarging its boundaries so as to render it at once an example and fit instrument for introducing the same absolute rule into these colonies. For taking away our charters, abolishing our most valuable laws, and altering fundamentally the forms of our governments. For suspending our own legislatures, and declaring themselves invested with power 
to legislate for us in all cases whatsoever. He has abdicated government here by declaring us out of his protection and waging war against us. He has plundered our seas, ravaged our coasts, burnt our towns, and destroyed the lives of our people. He is, at this time, transporting large armies of foreign mercenaries to complete the works of death, desolation, and tyranny already begun with circumstances of cruelty and perfidy, scarcely paralleled in the most barbarous ages, and totally unworthy the head of a civilized nation. He has constrained our fellow citizens taken captive on the high seas to bear arms against their country, to become the executioners of their friends and brethren, or to fall themselves by their hands. He has excited domestic insurrections among us, and has endeavored to bring on the inhabitants of our frontiers the merciless Indian savages, whose known rule of warfare is an undistinguished destruction of all ages, sexes, and conditions. In every stage of these oppressions we have petitioned for redress in the most humble terms. Our repeated petitions have been answered only by repeated injury. A prince whose character is thus marked by every act which may define a tyrant is unfit to be the ruler of a free people. Nor have we been wanting in attentions to our British brethren. We have warned them from time to time of attempts by their legislature to extend an unwarrantable jurisdiction over us. We have reminded them of the circumstances of our emigration and settlement here. We have appealed to their native justice and magnanimity, and we have conjured them by the ties of our common kindred to disavow these usurpations, which would inevitably interrupt our connections and correspondence. They too have been deaf to the voice of justice and of consanguinity. We must therefore acquiesce in the necessity which denounces our separation and hold them as we hold the rest of mankind, enemies in war, in peace, friends. We, therefore, the representatives of the United States of America, in general Congress assembled, appealing to the Supreme Judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions, do, in the name and by the authority of the good people of these colonies, solemnly publish and declare that these united colonies are, and of right ought to be, free and independent states, that they are absolved from all allegiance to the British crown, and that all political connections between them and the state of Great Britain is, and ought to be, totally dissolved and that as free and independent states, they have full power to levy war, conclude peace, contract alliances, establish commerce, and do all other acts and things which independent states may of right do. And for the support of this declaration, and with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. Words written and adopted 246 years ago. As I was reading those, I couldn't help but reflect on some of the charges listed against the King of Great Britain. 
and have the just absolute comparison to actions taken by some governors in the United States, people that I would define as tyrants, Jay Inslee, Gretchen Whitmer, just to name a couple. Uh, I, can, I don't even know the name of the governor of New York, the pretended tyrant over there. And our illustrious commander-in-chief. Contracting with foreign armies. Well, what are they doing with the UN trying to get them involved? Not calling our legislatures into, a, into session. Jay Inslee, Washington State. Not listening to the legislatures not listening to the laws and the recommendations that, that come from them, not prosecuting crime, allowing crime to run rampant, stirring up insurrections and rebellions within our own borders. These things are happening, guys. I don't think there's a single charge against the king of Great Britain that couldn't in some fashion be levied against some of our political leaders today. And the question is, what are we going to do about it? Are we going to continue to trust that there is a political resolution? Well, there is. Because if there isn't, then fighting does no good either. I'm not going to fight to institute a tyranny of anarchy. So there does have to be a political solution. But there might be a political solution that's only available after we choose to fight. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how things go and how people respond to be being squeezed over and over and again and again. As gas prices continue to rise, yeah, I know they've gone down a little bit in some places, but whoop-de-doo, five cents. As the price of our goods and food continue to rise as more and more people are losing careers because they refuse to get a useless shot in the arm as our military is continuing to degrade as we fire qualified people while pushing more and more people out due to woke policies and training that have Absolutely everything to do with the military except the actual purpose of the military. All pursuing invariably the same object. The things that the left are doing are all pursuing invariably the same object, which is the destruction of the United States of America. And I don't know that there are enough people who still believe in this country as founded to successfully oppose those who wish to destroy us. The rulings out of the Supreme Court last couple weeks have been great and give us some real positive indication, and I'm going to cover that in the next episode. But as you celebrate this Independence Day, as you reflect on the words of the Declaration of Independence, understand that that didn't happen at the drop of a hat. That was the culmination of over a decade of ideas and meetings and discussions and a tightening vice 
around the throats of the colonies. They decided to do something. They decided to wage their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor on freedom. Are we? Are we going to live up to their sacrifice? I certainly hope we do. I want everyone to enjoy your Independence Day weekend and go into this week with a refreshed and renewed sense of purpose for yourselves and this nation, the greatest nation that has ever been on this earth. So God be with you all in all that you do. And remember, keep the faith and keep up the fight.